What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Today, I am Fucking joined one- awesome. <laughs> there you go. As you can hear and see, I am joined once again by my partner in crime, Evo. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. The weather is shit, but you know what? Keep the spirits up, and that's it. Yeah, man. What do you need weather when you got a beautiful apartment? You just sit inside, stay nice and dry and do your work, right? Yeah, true. And beautiful. you don't get demotivated by the beautiful weather outside and the chicks running, you know, in <laughs> short skirts or even transgenders, maybe, you know. Oh, man. Judge from here. <laughs> we're going to get canceled and we're less than a minute in. That's excellent. So the thing is, um, I'm going to do some commercial for the UFC. I bought the UFC Fight Pass, but like the premium version, right? So we can watch all the pay-per-views. And as far as I understood, the New York is included, right? So I, I'm really wondering. I'm, I'm really looking forward. And I, I was just watching fights over and over and over again and just getting the spirit back. And it was some amazing events, to be honest. I'm skipping those small events, um, you know, from Cage Warriors. That's just too much. But the big ones, they're really fun to watch. I, I mean, hats off, really. If they did a subscription model and removed kind of the pay-per-views, that would be interesting. So I'm, I'm still didn't, didn't read in how it works. And, but yeah. yeah. I had, a, I had a Fight Pass for the first uh, six months after it came out. Um, uh, you know, like with the internet nowadays, you can find all these, the, the back catalog of fights. Um, but for the live events that are like live and exclusive on uh, uh, Fight Pass, it's a great thing to have because, you know, HD quality and there's no ads. Like it's just all go, go, go. So you, you bought that recently? I did. I purchased it for the UFC 267, right? That we can talk about later on. Um, I watched the whole uh, events from the first to the last fight. I could just say amazing fights all of them it's really it was just refreshing even yeah. we watched uh, Robbie Lawler and uh, Nick Diaz just because as you said I watched the fight but on shitty quality and you catch so many you know it's just HD or uh, 4k on TV it's yeah. easy it's on on my iPad on the computer on Apple TV you know it's just amazing yeah yeah absolutely it's a it's a cool tool to have if you get the use out of it you know i just wasn't finding myself getting the use out of it but the the back catalog they've got all the pride fights are there and um, yeah you know strike force fights are there so there, there's plenty of you know in a pandemic it's an ideal thing to have right if you're stuck inside and you know what even if i'm you know thinking about uh the fights that are upcoming i'm just gonna go re-watch re the three last fights from Covington and Kamaru Usman and just see, you know, the game plans, what was the difference and you can analyze. It's just easier. Pause, stop, you know, I even use it for educating myself on refereeing, uh, keep, you know, the rules are changing. So there was an interesting um, position switch where a guy grabbed the fence where sh he should have uh, gotten taken down and he was a really good striker. And then yeah. the referee put him in a double leg and, and he ended up on bottom and just got beaten up for the whole round and that completely changed the fight because in my opinion i thought it was a evenly balanced fight but that just fucked it up and i was like whoa that's an interesting rule so read into that and that's why i say it's just so much nicer to go back and see from the perspective of the referee how that things work yeah speaking of referees man did you see that referee that got kicked out of the event at the weekend unfortunately i have and i was so upset i got blocked on um twitter 
for saying uh, somebody in the arena should slap him. Uh, I was commenting on, you know, I don't know, it was bloody elbow and I got immediately blocked. I mean, can you imagine like a second later, 12 hours, but not 12 hours in real time, 12 hours being online and just reading, you are blocked, you cannot. So I just uh, used the alternate account, the CMA uh, account, and I just went ranting there. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. That's the cool <laughs> thing about having dummy accounts, you know, it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as, as coaches, you know, we try and get the, the new guys into the gym and, you know, if the new guys are, are, are very young, we got to talk to their parents and by talking to their parents, you got to say, listen, if they want to do this, they're going to be in a safe environment. You got to have a coach you can trust. If they fight, you got to have a corner you can trust. You got to have referees that you can trust that are going to stop the fight when you need to be out, like taken out of there. Yeah. Um, and, and this poor guy, I don't even know his name. This poor guy was getting beat up hard for two and a half rounds, like huge Benoit. brain trauma. Benoit, yeah, correct. Benoit, he's a special forces police officer, which I yeah. think some French people are really happy about. That he got the beating because in general, the youth of France doesn't like police. So that's <laughs> that was interesting. And I was thinking maybe the Russian guy just wanted to see some dead bodies. I mean, what happened actually is that John McCarthy has uh, tweeted uh, to Mark Goddard and I think uh, who else was there? The Herzog guy, right? And he asked them, don't give this uh, guy an assignment yeah. ever and take him out of the cage. And that's what they did. They actually walked him out of the arena yeah. after that fight because I think it was for, for his own safety. Absolutely. I was watching it and like the next, like the next after the last round, uh, I was doing things around the apartment and I got your message. If he dies, uh, he dies. He dies. <laughs> that's a classic. Uh, if you don't know, Go back and watch Rocky, right? Watch Ivan Drago saying that if he dies, he dies, and that's a kind of a coincidence. It was a Russian, um, it was a Russian uh, referee. Interesting. I was reading the Russian news, and it they said like, oh, you know, they are really too harsh on him. The commentary team, especially Daniel Cormier, is like really harsh on him because um, that's a really difficult job. And he, in the end, the other guy survived, and he was fighting back. But that's just ridiculous. I mean, if you watch the fight, you see that that guy was not able to make his own decisions. The saddest part, and I'm really pissed about that, is his corner let him walk out. And that's yeah. where the people, I would have trusted them to stop the fight. And that's, that was really sad. Yeah, I saw so that guy was completely screwed over by everybody that night. Yeah, and I did see a quote from the corner saying, I would never throw in the towel one of my guys like that. That's a little dicey. Yeah, you want to shake his wife's hand, uh, you know, at the funeral and say, ah, he, he died in pride. You know, what, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, no, 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 you, you need to have, you need to have those people to, to, to think about you. So yeah, not just to coach, but to actually think about if you are okay. Yeah. And the, the rest of the fights, like, especially on the main card, let's talk about, um, how do you pronounce his first name? Chimaev. What's his first name? Chimaev. What the first name is Kal. Kahamat, how do you pronounce Kahmat? it? Kahmat, uh, Kahmat Chimaev. Chimaev. Yeah, um, you know, I was expecting... A superstar is born. Yeah, I was expecting him to not come out the way he did because of what he was going through in the last year. Ring rust, uh, COVID, um, uh, complications with the, with the virus during the, during, the, uh, during the year. He just comes out, 
picks his opponent up, talks to Dana White as he plonks him down on the ground and just secures position, beats him up for, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds and gets the choke in. Like, as you say, star was born. Wow, that dude is just amazing. I mean, that was such a dominance. He just picked him up like a bag of rice and brought him over. I mean, literally bag of rice. No, no uh, racial intention here. I'm sorry. It was a Chinese right. guy, but what I just meant, like he picked him up like a bag of potatoes, put him aside. Spoke I'm Irish, bro. Wife. What are you doing? <laughs> there you go. God damn. Sacks of meats. <laughs> He's vegetarian. <laughs> I was really concerned because he choked him as a referee and he turned towards the, the cage. So Mark Herzog, I think he was done doing a really good job and he was catching and saw that he fell asleep and that's basically yeah. it and i was like oh can you see his eyes because i'm always refereeing and i'm when i'm in there and i love the camera angles so that guy is just amazing he says i'm here i come for everybody i kill everybody goodbye yeah, badass yeah and i think he is really a mixture between khabib and conor mcgregor i think he got it he he he, he got it he's, he's the next he's the next superstar there you go he's man. the mixture between khabib and conor yeah but it's those it's those Russian dudes. Is he from Dagestan as well? He is from Dagestan. He's Swedish. You know, he's Swedish. You share, he's Swedish, but he is a Dagestan. It's like uh, you're talking about um, Stipe Miocic being an American, but his parents are Croatian, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he worked there and he said, uh, listen, I was working in McDonald's, so I don't know where, like a fast food restaurant. He was watching the fights and he said, I'm a fighter, I can do this. And that's how he went into fighting. And that's that's so interesting because... In Sweden, when you fight, you uh, need to go through the amateur ranks until you can fight professionally. So that means he fought his ranks up, hopefully. I'm not saying some kind of bullshit, but Robinson, uh, Robert Sundell, friend of mine, he uh, was building that um, up in Sweden, the whole organization, and he explained how, to, how this works. So this guy has plenty of fights, not just the nine that we saw or 10. Mm. You know, He's undefeated um, professionally, so this is going to be amazing. And I think he's going to go in very soon that being said Dana White wants to match him up against Nate Diaz and I think that's a big dick move it's such a dick move from Dana White yeah that's that's, that's a not even off. a I mean yeah it's it's just not even interesting to me because the guy's on his way out we know he's gonna go boxing we know that uh, Diaz brothers won big um show fights right and you have a up-and-coming guy and now you want to put them against each other for having one build up his name and the other one shit on him because basically they're going to say, oh, you lost against Shimaev. Um, now we're not going to renegotiate with you. Um, fair terms, but yeah, more expensive. So I don't know. Yeah, strange one because I think it's a bad matchup for Diaz. I don't think Diaz is naturally a slow starter. Chimaev goes right like zero to hundred in four seconds. Um, so I don't know, man, that's a strange one. Plus it goes back to what we were saying in the last um, podcast where we talked about, you know, boxing, they, they work your way up to 20 and oh, and then they give you the big guns. He's had like three or four fights in the UFC and all of a sudden star Nate Diaz. And he can do that in his initial contract. So they're not going to have to pay him a lot to fight Diaz who should be making a couple of million. Yeah, so that's the thing. They want to build up Chinmayev, right, by putting uh, Diaz in, in front of him to introduce him to the broader um, audience. At the same time, just us talking about this, people are going to start to research who is Chinmayev. Right? If they don't know by now, 
uh, the people who know DS, they're going to start to look into it because most people in the US watching UFC are watching it for a person, right? Not following every event. That's mm -hmm. let's just be like it's following a football team. So DS guys are going to start to research Chinmaev and probably he's going to get noticed. If that fight is going to take place, I doubt it because I think DS will find a good way uh, to get out of the fight and look for Tony Ferguson fights, something yeah. like that, right? So yeah, that makes sense. And then you got Makachev versus Hooker. We call that one. You were spot on with your yeah. takedown and smothering. And I mean, it was a beautiful Kimura. Fantastic finish to that fight. It was so nice. And uh, basically, I give 50% of that win uh, to Dan Hooker. As I said, stupid decision. Um, shouldn't take in that fight. You cannot go from a, I'm going to call it, a lower level opponent to, you know, that kind of Dagestani smothering machine. I mean, if you watch the training videos and they are not secret, you can see that this guy is, you know, picking up Luke Rockhold. He's wrestling with Daniel Comier. He's wrestling with Olympic wrestlers without shoes. I mean, that's just how he trains and Hooker going in there thinking, oh yeah, I'm just going to do some sparring session. Eh, wrong you need a game plan you need a game plan you need to work on your takedown defense you need to work on the striking and i wanted to talk about a ton about what could be done to stop him right or to keep him at distance but basically two weeks three weeks no chance yeah it was a shame i feel bad because you know as, as we were talking about with the effort that he had to go through, like leaving his hometown, being away from family, the quarantines, the not being able to come back to your own country for weeks on end, missing his family and his training partners and whatever the case is. It's a, a real shame that it ended so quickly because, you know, Hooker's one of the good guys. Um, yeah. But then the main event, dude, surprise uh, to, to share a shock the world. Like everybody was expecting Polish power, knockout, killer, and still... And it was just first round takedown, smothering, second round takedown, got the back and choke. I didn't see any actions from Blachowicz, none, yeah, nothing. Never showed up. No attack. I don't know what was going on. I think his son got born two hours prior to the fight. No, really? Yeah, they said like uh, he just became father, you know, and then, of course, you don't want to be fighting. <laughs> you want to be there with your wife to the i'm not sure i caught it um he became father yeah um or somebody did but I, i'm pretty much sure it was him he just didn't show up he said uh the polish power stayed in the hotel room yeah. um hats off to Teixeira, but this light heavyweight division of the ufc is the most uninteresting division of all currently i True. would even put like uh shevchenko um division women's pantomates right uh women's lightweight what are you about to say one. what are you about to say now evo i miss john jones or daniel comia for the fact they just both left and just you know uh, it's so uninteresting it's like it's like the bellator or one fc of ufc uh divisions you know so wow. yeah and johnny he didn't last long he was like you miss me yet uh, yeah motherfucker just go back to fighting, you know, and I mean, like real opponents and, you know, stop bullshitting around. But I don't think he's in the right place. He's the anti-hero, right? So 
that's yeah. the guy you want to see come back and just beat everybody up. So now it's kind of boring. Uh, such a interesting division. It becomes just uninteresting to me. Everybody's celebrating Teixeira. Yes, I hats off. I think it's a good achievement. Um, it's great for him, but I still think there is no competition in this. It's uncompetitive, right? And yeah. Blachowicz should shut up, win the title, defend it twice, three times, and then maybe call out John Jones. Be nice. Absolutely, man. Uh, I think it's a shame when you've got the technology has taken over the actual fight game. So Connor and John, especially constantly on Twitter, constantly keeping themselves relevant via social media. And it's just tiresome now. So that, that doesn't even interest me anymore. The day he gets a license, the day he gets back into a training camp and decides I'm going to fight at UFC and enter number here. Um, then I'll, I'll be like, all right, but I'm not following anybody on social media. I'm going to wait and watch you fight. And that's it. Um, I did go down through Connor's uh, Instagram recently. And with the events that what went on with in the, the DJ in Italy and uh, with Machine Gun Kelly, his whole fan base has turned on him. The amount of negativity in the comments is unheard of. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not in that position so that it just, I, I get why he's hand, handling himself the way he is. Nobody fucking likes him anymore, man. Yeah, so he's the total anti-hero, right? It's not even a hero, it's just a dick. Yeah. And That's basically, it. John Jones can say one cool thing and then he's going to just smother everything with his stupidity five tweets later, right? So he's going to yeah, keep man. going on and on and on. and say, But in the end, you know, people are there for likes, they the this this drama i mean on youtube to get a lot of likes and people to follow you you need to be really you know into the algorithm of youtube so what they have realized tiktok now is taking over so they put those reels into youtube like short clips that means people just live in a moment what is uh you know what what happens three days ago nobody gives you shit anymore it's just what is today next 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 piece next piece so they they're really for staying relevant while not fighting, both of them. And it's just sad because, um, okay, put Connor aside. He doesn't matter. Actually, he's just a big name. And now I think 60% want to just see him get beat up. But Jones is actually really a waste of talent. It's a, it's a crying shame. Because, like, it's again, so the best fighter to ever step in the cage, beat up and almost lost to Alexander Gustafsson in the same night after a weekend of coke the weekend before. It makes no sense. So um, yeah. I'd love to see him back. I'd love to see him fight. I'd love to see him get beat up. I don't know. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch the fights next weekend? We got Kobe Cummington versus Kamara Usman. Marty, fake oh. newsman. <laughs> of course I will. I will. Uh, I'm not prediction? sure it's going to be live, but I'm going to most probably have my coffee in the morning and watch the fights. Yeah. Prediction Same. for the main event. Usman, but, but the, by decision this time. By decision. Okay. What, what brings you to the conclusion of a decision? Well, um, you know, Kobe really likes to talk. So he had his mouth open and got his jaw broken. I'm thinking he's going to be more scared now to walk into that punching distance. He's going to be a lot of wrestling, closing the distance. Uh, you know, he's not going to be able to to get any real offensive on Usman. So I'm thinking this is going to be some striking cleaning by Usman. 
good uh, takedown defense, some reversals. You know, it's going to be some good wrestling, and that's going to be a decision. Okay. It's going to yeah. be nice, though. I can't, I can't call this one. I've been trying to analyze both fighters, both of their last fights. I mean, they're both great wrestlers, but they very rarely showcase their wrestling. Um, I thought it was going to be Camaro versus Jorge, uh, a wrestling snooze fest for five rounds. And it turns out it was one of the nastiest knockouts of the year. Um, Camaro can box, Kobe can box. I'm excited to see what they're going to bring. But right now I'm reserving my right to remain silent on a prediction yeah. because I think, as you say, five rounds is a good bet. I'm, I'm saying, uh, you know, as a wrestler, they're both great wrestlers. And Usman will tell you, don't make any mistake thinking that Kobe is a trash bag. He's not. He talks a lot, but he's, you know, they, they knew when they were in the gym, sooner or later they need to split training camps. Yeah which happens so with that wrestling base you are easily adapting boxing for mma striking for mma right because they're not concerned about those takedowns you're going to strike you know you have great wrestling that's why we see um such a great striking from both of the guys and i'm actually looking forward um to this fight really it's going to be so technical that i'm just going to analyze it and enjoy it but in the end i think um Kobe will have more respect for that punching power. He will have it in the back of his head. Uh, he's not going to rush in, um, maybe tuck the chin in when he goes. Um, and it's going to be a striking fest with some a lot of wrestling on the cage, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually going to make it my business to, to wake up early and watch this one. Okay, so it's New York time, right? It's Madison yeah. Square Garden. So it should be main event. They should be hitting the cage at like 5.30, maybe 6.00. Yeah, that's that's okay for me on a Sunday morning. You know, they they don't let me yeah. sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, At least you have an excuse to wake up. Also on Saturday night, it's gone completely under the radar in terms of promotion. Uh, do you know that there's a Mexican boxer fighting at the weekend? Yeah, that's a redhead ginger guy, right? Yeah, the, the most Irish-looking Mexican on the planet. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, Canelo Alvarez is fighting uh, Caleb Plant. Um, they're showing, I, I just checked out a few YouTube clips of uh, the promotion in the US and they're showing a lot of uh, Caleb's best highlights. And they're like, this is going to be the most exciting and most competitive fight of Canelo Alvarez's experience in the cage or in the, in the ring. And you just see all of these huge, looping, powerful left hooks that, will never land on a fighter like Canelo Alvarez. So uh, I don't think that's, I think we have a bet on that fight, right? Uh, do we? I think for 10 bucks, you bet that it's going to be um, a KO or TKO. And I bet that it was going to be a 12, 10 or 12 round decision. Decision. Okay. That's a, yeah. yeah that for be. 10 bucks, have your money ready on Monday. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's do that. Are you going to watch that one? Of course. So I'm not sure if it's going to be on the zone or catch up uh, on YouTube later on, but yeah, definitely yeah. watching that one. Excellent. You as well. I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to watch my specific plan is UFC live. I'm going to get up and watch that one. Um, have breakfast, make sure that everybody here is taken care of. And then uh, hopefully someone will have posted the boxing fight on, uh, on YouTube and then maybe sit down before lunch and, and watch that. Okay. Sounds like a plan. We'll see. 
Uh, Evo, thank you very much again for joining me, man. It's an absolute pleasure. I love talking fights with you. The same uh, was just amazing. And I can rant and talk and, you know, yeah, I love it. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Guys, again, please like, share, subscribe, follow, rate and review Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or right here on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Hit us with a comment. Any final words, sir? Just uh, chin down, hands up. Right there. That'll keep you safe. Yeah. Absolutely. Goddamn-lutely. Thank you, man. You have a good day. You too. Nice talking to you, Dave. You too, brother. Take care. Take care.